Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Medical Device Success podcast and videocast. I am Ted Newell, your host, and I'm also the host of the MedTech Leaders community, which you can find at medtechleaders.mn.co. Today's episode is titled, How Sales Benefits from Marketing Automation. In this COVID world, sales teams should be demanding support from well-thought-out marketing automation platforms. So many of our traditional sources of leads are completely or partially blocked due to various guidances that are caused by the pandemic. Today, Asad Ali, the brand manager for Send in Blue, which is a leading marketing automation platform, walks us through just how a good marketing automation platform can be very effective in supporting sales. We also learn that marketing automation is not that expensive, but it does require some strategic and tactical changes. Does your company effectively employ marketing automation? If so, I would like to know. Please contact me because I would like to talk to some marketing executives about how they're employing it in a successful way. Now let's talk to Asad Ali at Send in Blue about how they assist sales with marketing automation. Asad, it's great to have you here with us today on this podcast and videocast. I think we're going to learn a lot of important things about marketing automation and explore and debunk some of the myths about how it can be used in small and medium-sized med tech companies. Definitely. Super excited to be here, Ted. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. And why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your role at Send in Blue, and, and, and we'll talk a little bit about Send in Blue. Absolutely. So Send in Blue is an on-one marketing solution. Uh, we're based out of Paris. We have offices in Berlin, Noida, Seattle, and most recently we opened an office in Toronto. We have an array of marketing solutions for small to medium-sized companies. We also look at enterprise companies as well. But really our goal here is to ensure that we're giving, we're empowering businesses. Now this may be, you know, given we're in such a, a digitalized world, it's really focused on how much impact you make and how you make your community online. Uh, I'll be more than happy to share our features with Send in Blue real quick, if you like. Let me sure, go ahead. Can, uh, see my screen. So this is our website. You know, we super basic in terms of what we want to achieve. We want to be, you know, our goal is being simple yet significant at the same time. So, you know, for us, our, our message straight off is prepare for takeoff. So really go down to see what our features are. So we focus on email marketing, SMS marketing. We have a chat bot and then, you know, inbox in terms of how you're managing your emails. We have a CRM system. We have a marketing automation system, which we'll be talking about more in depth. We focus on transactional emails. We focus on segmentation of how you basically divide up your audience. Uh, you know, jumping off from that, you know, we have landing pages, we have a sign-up form, we have uh, Facebook ads, and we retarget our ads as well. So, you know, it's, a, it's an array of features. Uh, we call it uh, a marketing toolkit, really focusing on how, you know, companies can grow and build. I'll stop resharing. So my role here is uh, I'm a brand manager for the North American market since we opened our offices so recently 
you know, the goal for the North American market is really build that brand awareness. So we're a European company moving into the uh, North American market, which is which doesn't happen that often. Usually you see companies going in from, you know, North America to Europe. Uh, so for us, really, we're, our, our focus is building that brand identity, building that brand awareness. And of course, with that, having that brand consideration and wanting uh, the consumer to choose us itself. It's a great company. We, we raised $160 million in our Series B funding a few months ago. Uh, super big for the company. We're about 400 employees now and really focusing on expanding our, our uh, offer and at the same time, you know, expanding our product and really making it better and even more competitive. You know, the goal for us at Send, at Send Blue is to be the smartest uh, platform that there is. No, that's tremendous. $160 million. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And what do you think those investors were looking at that made Send in Blue attractive because there's a lot of people in this space. Yeah, I, I really think Send in Blue. What makes it different is is the people. You know, we really focus on customer service. We have a great team who's building the product every single day, improving it, making it more better, more advanced. I think the company has great drive, and we're really here to disrupt the market itself. Or I like to say we're here to disrupt the status quo. You know, Send in Blue is is very eager. You know, we we want to compete more. We're a growing, growing company. It's very interesting. I was going through, uh, I was doing a bit of uh, research, and I saw there is, is, is a website called YouTube Crowd, which basically uh, you know has reviews for companies, and we are a momentum leader there as well, just because they have a little graph that shows how each company is doing, and we're really building that momentum. You know, really be- becoming a leader in the industry itself, and being an all-in-one marketing platform, it really you know makes life easier for consumers and customers who want to join in and you know digitalize right now especially given covid you know given the lockdown it's really important for companies to be online now and build that online community with their with their customers that's great and i just want to tell viewers one thing is that i don't take any compensation from uh, firms that i interview i what i do is i really reach out and try to find leading companies that I can talk to, to share their expertise and the expertise of their executives with listeners and viewers. So I don't take anything. And at the same time, I have been trying out Send and Blue myself. I'm using the free program, which is pretty amazing by, because you get the, you can get the CRM, you can get some of the marketing automation capabilities and so on. It's really amazing what you can get for free. I can see how you could succeed with your pricing, which I know we'll get into later. So it is impressive. What I've seen so far as a total toolkit is pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great platform as well. And uh, we offer the, the free plan as well, just so people can get an idea of what they want. And as you expand your offerings, if you want to do more, that's where the, the paid plans come itself, right? And I think it's a really good way to learn everything because I know for small businesses, it becomes so difficult to get all this information. So I always suggest starting with the free plan, understanding the platform a bit more. And then when you're ready, you make that purchase itself. Right, right. Now, one thing I want to remind viewers of is that this is part of our demand generation series. And for people that have been paying close attention, they'll have seen some of this information before I'm going to share my screen. So here's the, the problem that we have in MedTech. You know, we're not a grocery store where people can wear masks and go grocery shopping. The grocery store can stay open. The hardware store can stay open. Uh, Some fitness clubs can stay open depending on where you are and what the 
particular restrictions are. You can even get on an airline if you want to and travel. But in med tech, we cannot easily go into see healthcare professionals like we used to, whether they're in the hospital or they're a doctor in the doc in a doctor's office. Because if you think about those environments, they're full of people with comorbidities. And despite the fact that we have a vaccine company coming, uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on both the doctors and the healthcare professionals and hospitals and clinics to be very careful about who they let in to their facilities to make sure they restrict the spread. Because you, as you can imagine, if a doctor gets COVID and he's a solo practitioner or even a, even a partner in a practice, that has really hurt the practice because he has to go quarantine. Now he can't see patients like he used to. And that really hurts. It's harmful to the practice. Or if he's a staff physician or she is a staff physician, it hurts the, the hospital or the clinic where they're on staff. So there's a lot at play here and a lot of risk. And we also have guidances from the AMA, the CDC, and AdvaMed essentially saying, don't see sales reps. So we have this big obstacle that the field sales forces can't prospect face-to-face. -face. Then these same sales forces many of them don't have the tools to do this virtually. And the traditional trade shows are gone. In the culture that we live in, in small to medium-sized med tech companies, trade shows were a really important source of leads. And those are not available anymore and may not be far into 2021. The virtual trade shows that have replaced the traditional trade shows have had very poor results from everything I hear and even a couple articles that have been posted. The doctors just don't go to the virtual booths and talk virtually to the companies or gather information. So those results have been very poor. Webinars remain disappointing. I think part of that's an execution issue, but still it's a problem. And next week we have a tool that can be a helpful solution to that problem. It's real exciting. And that'll be a really great program with that company. And then we have a culture in small to medium-sized med tech companies. Primarily, the, the culture is, is that they're sales and technology-driven. They're not marketing-driven. Marketing ends up being an errand boy for the sales department. Hey, we need a brochure. Make it for us. We need to go to a trade show, and the old trade show booth looks terrible. Get us a new trade show booth. That's Typically, what happens in a lot of small to medium-sized med tech companies, and I'm not talking about Medtronic, Johnson & Johnson, Bausch & Loam, Abbott. Those companies are huge, and they've got the financial wherewithal to get real marketers. They can hire people from Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, Kimberly-Clark, Procter & Gamble. They can get true marketers. Small to medium-sized companies tend not to do that and aren't inclined to. In fact, many marketers are promoted from sales or from engineering or some other place. So that's a, a challenge that we have in med tech. And to get demand generation, we have to look a different direction. We have to look at the demand generation spectrum, which I'll show you right now. And if we look at this demand generation spectrum, which is what we've been talking about in this series, you start with simple ad hoc tactics that aren't part of any particular planning. A small company is panicked a little bit. We need leads. Let's deploy an advertisement. And so they deploy it. It may not be that well created. The content may be not that good. The landing page, if it exists, may not address what the customer is looking for. 
They may have just been thrown together and they expect to get something back and they don't. Or sometimes these companies, they have the link to learn more, go right to their website or to their contact page. And that's not very helpful because the minute you do that, you've lost the person, you've lost the viewer. And then we move on to better things in demand generation, like focused individual tactics that are that are part of a plan. And a good example of that is the episode we had three episodes ago, where one of our members of the MedTech Leaders community has put together a social media program, and he has gotten great results from that program. But it was planned. He really learned about it. He experimented, rolled up his sleeves, did it, and it was successful. Then we move into sustained campaigns, and these could be sustained like email campaigns, which we talked about in the last two episodes. And if they're sustained, if they're well-organized, well-thought-out, well-tested, they can get very good results, especially if they have some built-in follow-up, which starts to lead us into marketing automation, which is where you pull all this stuff together, and you can have both simple and complicated marketing automation. But I look at that as the entire spectrum. I don't know what you think, Asad. If I've missed something there, what do you think? No, I think you've covered it pretty well. And honestly, I love how you've added uh, entry-level marketing automation and sophisticated marketing automation. That's a very important point to bring up and how automation is changing. You know, honestly, at Send and Blue, our thought is, you know, your, your marketing automation is limited to your imagination. You can do so much with it. Yeah. In fact, I was watching a video the other day as I was trying to learn more about Send and Blue as I continue to experiment with it. And I was looking at some of the um, the sort of entry-level marketing automation points that this particular YouTube mm-hmm. expert was talking about. It's pretty cool how you do it. So, But we won't get into that more now. We'll, we can talk about that more later. So how does Send in Blue define marketing automation? Yeah. I mean, to simply put it, it really comes down to, you know, increasing your marketing performance at a low effort. You know, like you really think about what is marketing automation. You're really harnessing the power of uh, automating repetitive tasks, you know, and and the goal itself for marketing automation is you want your sales team, for example, to be using their time more efficiently and not losing, you know, prospects or leads in itself. Okay. And why should a salesperson be demanding to have marketing automation implemented more effectively at their company. Absolutely. For a salesperson, it really comes down to what's the value of marketing automation. And, you know, I, I bring it on four main points. The first point being it's a great key as, as a conversion lever that you can use. It's an opportunity to improve the overall customer experience that you're getting. The, the, my favorite, it saves you time and money because you don't have someone doing this task con- continuously. You actually have it automated. So it's ready and there and set aside. And then it's a very uh, efficient way of using your resources, you know, where everyone should spend their time and where they can actually be working with more prospects and leads and ensuring that they're uh, getting those sales that they do need. I I agree 100%. And when I think about how marketing automation can set up, for example, a string of automated emails, Mm -hmm. it also forces you as a company... uh, to think through what that group of emails is supposed to mean, what each one is supposed to say, and so on. So you have to think about it, which is good strategically and tactically. Absolutely. I mean, it always comes down to what is the strategy and what is the goal. Uh, Before you come up with a a marketing automation uh, bot, you really have to think through what is the end game and why are you doing this marketing automation in itself? 
And I think another reason that salespeople should be demanding it is because it's a way of capturing people off of, for example, a, a well-thought-out website, capturing yeah. the interest that's coming into the website and moving it to the CRM while following up on that interest automatically, then it's also moving it to the CRM. So now the sales rep can actually go into the CRM and say, wow, look at that. I have a customer that's already been partly educated and they've shown some interest in this. Exactly. And the best way that it goes, it's, you know, again, using Sendblue is a great example. If you're using our product and for example, you're getting someone to sign up for maybe an ebook. Right. Uh, once you put in your information, that information goes to our CRM system with, with the marketing automation itself. And what you can do is you can actually send them emails once they've downloaded the ebook to check to see if they're interested in something else. Maybe it could be a previous newsletter. Maybe it could be another informational email that could help them understand more about what they're trying to learn in itself. And it's really the way it's set up. It's, you know, it's obviously trial and error to see what's the best flow that you want to understand, but what you gain out of it. It's 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 great for businesses as a whole. Yeah, and just imagine if you knew that somebody had signed up for an ebook. Now you have something to get you by the gatekeeper that is very difficult. It's difficult enough when you walk in the door to get by a gatekeeper, gatekeeper in a doctor's office, but now you're doing it on the phone or via email. You're trying to get by this gatekeeper. But what if you say the doctor downloaded this ebook? Um, I just wanted to follow up and see if he had any or she had any questions. Now you've got something to work with as opposed to, I would like to talk to the doctor about this. Mm -hmm. Now you have an excuse because the doctor or the other healthcare professional, maybe it's the head of pathology labs in the hospital, they've taken an action that you can refer to. And that's very helpful. Exactly. And I mean, if you like, I'm more than happy to show you a couple of uh, automations that we've uh, made before to really walk you through how it could work as well. Well, one thing, but I do want to see that, but one thing I'd like to ask, and I don't know if you've got any, do you have any like statistics about the impact that marketing automation has when it's implemented by companies? Yeah. I mean, ju just a quick overview in itself, you know, uh, marketers, about 50% of marketers see a return on investment in the first six months Wow. of using marketing automation and about that and that number raises to about 80 percent uh within the year that they get a return on investment like i said it's 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 our long-term strategy you will see the change happen over time yeah. short term yes can work as well but to really get that full roi it's all based on you know implementing the whole system and it goes for i'd say a year for you for you to actually see like wow it's made such a big impact on it as, as a whole Given the current, uh, you know, pandemic in itself, marketing automation is going to be key for many, many businesses. In 2021, it's going to be a bigger marketing trend when a lot of companies will be adopting marketing automation. It's going to become a part of their business and it's a much needed tool for survival. Okay. You were going to walk us through an example of how it might work. Um, go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let me yeah. just share my screen again. Yeah. So uh, can you see my screen? Yes, I can see your screen. Amazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch over to this presentation that I have and really show you how the whole system works. So let's say you have someone who has just signed up for your newsletter or a sign up in itself. So you automate and you automate in a way that they the first thing they get is a welcome email. And okay, the way so, the they've, so they've shown they've 
gone somewhere. They've responded yeah. to something, whether it's the website or maybe it's mm-hmm. a maybe it's a prospecting email or something yep. that was deployed, and and they've shown some interest. So that's the first step that you've got there in this slide. Yep. And once they've done that, now they're going to get this welcome. Okay. Yeah. So it's an auto, it's automatically done. Whenever someone signs up, they get a welcome email. Now what happens is here's here's when the marketing automation comes to play itself is, you know, if the email has been clicked and open within the 48 hours, if it's not, then another welcome offer is sent to them. So you send them another email automatically to see, to try to engage them again. But they, if they've opened their email and they've gone through another path, they get a previous newsletter that's been sent or more information that's been sent to them. You wait again to see how, how they react. And if they react to it, uh, and they open and click it, then you send them another email to collect their preferences on what they want to be receiving from the company, for example. And if they haven't opened it, then you send them a welcome offer to appeal to them more in itself. So that's a very quick example of uh, marketing automation. I can, I can send, I'll show you another one. This one's basically an example of uh, you know abandoned carts, right? Right. You have a customer who's added a product. You know We do this all the time. You wait a bit before you actually confirm the order if a person confirms, good, they're done. They go back to the start of uh, the automation, if not. But if they haven't done it, you can actually, in, within 24 hours, you send them an automated email to check up if, if they're going to buy the product. They wait. We wait 48 hours again to see if they, if they confirm uh, the sale or not. And then they send another email. So they've confirmed yes or no. If not, then you send another chaser email to follow up to see, hey, are you going to be purchasing this product? Just an example, as a holistic example of how it could be used. I, I think uh, this is a, this is a great example, especially yeah. for viewers and listeners, because I wouldn't be surprised that seventy to eighty percent of the people listening and viewing have been subjected to this exact scenario. For example, Absolutely. you 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 put a couple things in the cart on Amazon, and mm-hmm. I, it's happened to me, and I get an email if I haven't finished the order. I get an email saying, "Hey." do you want to complete your order? And so essentially it's not a person that's sitting there looking at that. It's the computer system that's automatically doing it. And and it's a great way to move somebody forward. Exactly. Uh, Then I have one more example. Uh, This is, this is an interesting one. I like this one a lot. It's really re-engaging inactive contacts, right? So the way uh, the workflow starts with this is, you know, the customer hasn't opened an email in two months or the customer hasn't visited the website in three months. So it's, it's tracked by your IP address, right? right? So what happens is you send them a reactivation email. Uh, you wait about 72 hours to see if a customer takes an action. If they take an action, you continue to keep them in your list. If not, you can remove them for your database. So this way you're keeping your email list clean as well. And you're ensuring that your open rate and click-through rate is still high. So it's really ensuring that you're keeping contacts that are relevant to you. And this is really important. And you and I talked about this when we had our first conversation several weeks ago. And then subsequently, when we interviewed Jeanette Castaneda, she talked about clean email lists. And I'll just repeat it. A clean email list helps guarantee that your emails will be delivered in the future because you have fewer bounces and also you have a higher open rate. I guess the, the, the various inter, um, internet providers, they actually watch these open rates. And the higher the open rate you have, the better chance you're going to have of having emails delivered overall. You know, so 
that's very important. I think that's a great example that you just gave about a way to keep your email list clean. I like that. Yeah. And just to add on to that, always have um, double opt-ins for your contact list. It really ensures that you're not spamming anyone and they have, you know, given their consent in collecting and you collecting their emails. And it really helps because it shows which of your contacts are actually wanting to engage more. Because if you go in and you double opt, which is basically once they sign up, they receive another email to verify they've signed up. Uh, it really makes their life easy and makes you know your life easy as well when you're sending out emails because you know the contact list you have is uh, efficient and they want the information that you're trying to send out to them. So yeah, no, I'm, I was happy that was a very relevant example. Oh, absolutely. And it's easy to be an email list hoarder because absolutely. you think if you have 800 people on your list, then that's that's a sign of success. But if 400 of them are never opening what you're sending out that hurts you. And it's just junk. It'd be better to have a 400 member list where you're getting a 30 or 50% open rate versus an 800 list where you're getting a 10 or 15% open rate. Yeah. Exactly. It's my my quality. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's move on here to a little bit more about send in blue. Absolutely. And although I did sort of talk about how it could work for a small to medium sized med tech company and the examples that you just gave, I think are really good. But if we were to apply that, I'm going to go ahead and apply it and you can tell me if I'm right Mm -hmm. or wrong, but I'm going to apply what we just shared to a small to medium sized med tech company. So you're a uh, one or two product company, which a lot of emerging growth companies are. You have a website, you've got two or three uh, webinars that have been recorded and posted on the website, perhaps a couple white papers, Mm -hmm. and people need to register to be able to download the white papers. Somebody comes into the website because they've become aware of the company. They download one of those papers and they provide that information. And suddenly you've got a little bit of a nibble on your product, like fishing, correct? Nibble on the the bait. And that they get this automated email welcoming them. And if they respond positively to that email, now they get another piece of information automatically. We And it could be, we saw that you downloaded this white paper. We thought you might be interested in this. And... Then they click and they download that. So now you know that they're even further interested. And now you have a fairly reasonably well-engaged person that is also registered in the CRM. And you can actually see that they've done these things. And so you hand that to a sales rep versus an absolutely cold name and a phone number. Give them this person that has downloaded two white papers or whatever, a white paper and watched a webinar. And now you really have some good information that a sales rep can follow. They're a little further into the funnel. And I think that's very valuable. Yeah, I think you totally nailed it. Perfectly described. And I think it makes the most sense because especially the way it works for our platform, you know, we have a CRM system of our own and you have the automations. It's all interlinked, right? So you can effectively use it. And yeah, it's exactly the salesperson gets... Uh, it's more in the funnel itself. And the one thing I didn't mention is that if the person, from the time they downloaded that one white paper, they never respond to something, okay, 
they don't they don't fit the system. They don't stay in the system, and now you don't waste a salesperson's time exactly. making that phone call. In fact, you know, you, know you could automate it as well. If you send them another email, and if they don't click on that, you can send them another email after seventy two hours to see if they actually engage, and if that becomes a good prospect for the salesperson as well. But no, you're totally right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's an example, and you know, a couple people in the past episodes have talked about investing in marketing, especially in this time for small to medium-sized companies to make an investment into a person that can actually manage this process if you don't already have a person on board. But this could be a great investment if you really streamline these processes and bring leads into the salespeople that you have. I mean, you're saving this money. You're not going to trade shows. You may stop going to virtual trade shows because they've just proved not to be very worthwhile. You got to look at other strategies and tactics. Take some of those savings, invest it in a person or two that can manage the system and do it the right way. Absolutely. And honestly, it's the, the program is so easy to use. A couple of YouTube videos, you can always reach out to customer service. Someone can do it, them, do it themselves as well. Just right. given, you know, it's the time investment you have to learn, which is easy. You know, people are always... Uh, hesitant of trying new things, but this is something that will, that is the future now. And I believe, and we'll look at the pricing stuff later, but at a certain level, they can actually get phone support from, um, send in blue. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So what, let's talk about what is unique about send in blue. You know, we talked about the target market a little earlier being Mm -hmm. small to medium sized businesses, um, as sort of your target area. But we talked when you and I talked a couple of weeks ago. We talked about uh, some other things, like some key components to the program. You sort you hinted at them in that first slide that you showed at the beginning of the program. But we talked about some key components and also some unique capabilities that Send in Blue has. Yeah, no, definitely. I think so. We're in a very competitive space, and you know, it's always good to have a product that people find easy to use. You know. Uh, I think a couple of things that I really like about Send in Blue itself, one of my favorites is really how we're adopting AI more and more. So I'll talk about our send optimization, uh, or we call it the best time send option. And what happens is basically, as you start sending emails, for example, to your contact list, the AI actually reads when people are opening their emails. The goal for people is always to be the first email there when they read it. So what the AI does is, you know, after a couple of tries and a couple of campaigns, it knows when the best time to send an email for when a person would open. So for example, if I'm someone who's a morning person, I open all my emails at 9 a.m., I'll get that email and I start a campaign, I'll get that email at 9 a.m. sharp when I'm checking my emails. You could be someone who checks their emails maybe in the evening. So the way our AI would work is that you'd be sent that email at 5 p.m. when you're checking your email. So the goal is to ensure that people are getting those emails and you're on top and then you're that you're, and there's a higher chance of the email opening in itself. Uh, I like, I really like our customer service. One of the best that I've, I've seen over the years itself. Uh, we, we take pride in serving our customers. We, you know, we go the extra length to ensure any issue that they might have, we're there to solve them with itself. Uh, you know, we're constantly evolving our product itself. New features are coming out always. And what we want to do in the end is really make it a, a platform, an all-in-one marketing platform for a business's ease when itself. 
you know, it's an easy to use platform. We want to make sure it's the best value, the best price they want to pay. We, we, you know, we want to make sure that these businesses are standing to bigger brands. Uh, you know, bigger brands have the money, they have the people to do it. And we want to do the same for small businesses, but with uh, the perfect, smartest, most intuitive platform that there is for them to use. And so you've got um, a marketing automation platform that has really all the tools you need from CRM mm-hmm. to marketing automation. But if a company is already invested in another CRM system and they've got a lot of you know people loaded into it and so on and so forth, let's say they have a good reason to keep that CRM, it, it seems to me that you can hook up with most CRMs. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We have the plugins, we have the APIs that really are needed. Like I said, we, we're trying to make everyone's life easier. So right. definitely, yes. And then we also talked about the simpler workflows mm-hmm. that that you offer. Can you say some more about that? And well, yeah, let's so, talk about also, let's make sure people understand what a workflow is. <laughs> we, we've shown a couple, those slides yeah. in the past, that's essentially workflow. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I think the simplest workflow would be uh, welcome emails, you know, transactional emails. Really, when you sign up, automatically you send them a welcome email. Simplest way to do it, you know. Right. Thank you for being a part. When you want to double opt in, also more automated, you give your email to start receiving newsletters itself. The email you receive to verify, that's transacting email, but it's also automated. So it, it's so interesting how everything in digital marketing is just getting uh, brought in together. And it's so interlinked. Uh, and integrated. Very good. And you talked about having like a Facebook integration. What does that mean? Yeah. So the Facebook integration is basically a Facebook ads. So rather than going into Facebook manager to set up ads, you can actually set up your ads within the Send and Blue system to Facebook. So again, it's just ease of use. So rather than me going on my Facebook manager, I can do everything in-house from the Send and Blue platform. And then will the ads the responses to the ads come back through Send and Blue? Yeah, yeah, you can you can manage the reporting on Send and Blue as well. Let's talk about pricing then and yeah. because I think that's pretty important. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the way we we like to pitch ourselves is, you know, we are here to offer you the best value for your uh, digital marketing dollar. So I'll share my screen again. So we have four plans that we offer. So we have our free plan that you mentioned at the start of our podcast itself. So it's the free version. You can send up to 300 emails a day, unlimited contacts. The way the Send and Blue platform is set, it's not, our pricing isn't based on how many contacts that you have in your list. It's based on how many emails you're sending in a day. So we offer, so we have these three plans that are self-serve plans. We have the free, light, and premium version. And they give you more perks as they go. If you're a bigger company with bigger sense, we have our enterprise plan where you can also get on the phone with a customer success manager. You get a customer success manager who really helps you through in understanding and learning the product in itself. And you can ask them questions and come up with strategies to see what will be the best use case for the product in itself. So you have the free light and premium plan here, as you can see, you know, you can send up to a million emails depending on the premium solution. So I'll walk you through the simple pricing. If I click on, you know, the best way is to calculate your price. You go up and you check how many emails you're expecting to send and what your volume is. So I'm expecting to maybe send 40,000 emails, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So it really breaks out how many emails I can send on a monthly basis, how many users I can have, how many landing pages I can create (laughs) at the same time. Um, If I need any additional features that come on that and it really goes down. And if you keep increasing, you're like, hmm, maybe if I want to switch over, maybe... It suggests if you want to look at maybe an enterprise plan of seeing what works best. 
overall, when you look at the pricing, you know, like I said, we want to provide the best value for the top marketing dollar in itself. You know, I think our plans are reasonably priced. We're trying to be as competitive as possible and really ensure that what consumers are re- receiving are is a phenomenal um, output from itself. As you go lower from the marketing uh, for the pricing page, you can see what all comes in in each of the platforms. You know, you talk about the CRM system, you talk about the transactional platform, you talk about the marketing automation and the workflows in itself. You talk about the reporting, uh, support integrations, and really just coming down to see what else that we can offer in itself. Uh, on top of that, just to add in, we are about to have our Black Friday sale, which is basically we're giving uh, a 50% discount on all of our self-serve plans. So basically the light plan and the premium plan will be 50% off if you sign up for an annual deal. It's a really good way for businesses to jump on board and really take advantage of that as well. But yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely priced competitively and it's I think it's the best value that customers can receive. So the the light plan in U.S. dollars, by the way, that's around twenty five dollars a month, yeah. um, and that'd be half price, so thirteen or twelve twelve fifty a month. It's un- yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah. What was the next p- plan uh, above that? So after the light plan, you go on the premium plan. And how much is that a month? So that's a uh, seventy two dollars Canadian, so U.S. That would be about sixty, I think. Okay, so just think about this for and then of course through black friday it's half price <laughs> so even if it, even at full price to pay seven thousand dollars that's the price of two full page ads in most medical magazines mm-hmm. but here you get a a, a system that's going to work for you day in and day out 24-7, that's the other thing. It's working 24-7. And I, I know this sounds like I'm advertising or something like that, but it <laughs> doesn't matter if it's Send in Blue or some other marketing automation platform. They work for you 24-7 through the weekend when doctors are looking around or healthcare professionals are looking around your website, maybe responding to an, um, an email ad that went out that's taking them to a landing page or taking them to your website. They're looking around, they're downloading material, and they're entering the marketing automation workflow and system that ends up being a lead. So that's really, a, in my mind, a very low investment. And then all you need is somebody to make sure that it works to help to help work with it. And then a little bit of change in attitude and a change in culture on the med tech industry side to treat this seriously and make sure that they've invested in somebody that can really work with it. And they pay attention to that person's recommendations and they help feed the information that sets up the workflows and so on. Absolutely. And one thing, one thing that people would have to look at your website to see, and that I did not see on other platforms when I was investigating platforms is something that is free on the free program. And that's the chat bot. Yeah. So you can attach one of those little chats onto your website so that if somebody has a question, they can click on it and it opens up and you can program that chat. Mm-hmm. You can do that for free with send yeah. blue. I thought that was so cool. And I think you can also do for free something that on my website, I've already programmed it. Um, but I could change it to the send in blue programming, which is when somebody clicks on a website, as so many of us do many of these websites, after you've been there for two or three seconds, a window opens up saying that, 
you know, if you subscribe to future emails, you'll get 15% off your first order or 10% off your first order, or maybe nothing, depending on what the deal is. But it, it encourages you to, to subscribe. And you can also do that. So to me, those are really, really good values for a uh, platform. Yeah, definitely. And I'll be more than happy to share. We have a blog and ebook for marketing automation, if you'd like to share that as well. Um, yesterday, we also released a, an ebook on uh, businesses wanting to uh, digitize and any tips that what they can do that could help them out. So I'm more than happy to share that and help you and help any businesses that might be interested with that as well. That'd be great because I can uh, put a link to that in the show notes mm-hmm. that people can go to and then they can download it. Now, since you've launched this over the last couple of days, do you have any idea what kind of response you've had to the ebook? Uh, it's been a good response for the ebook. So the so the marketing automation one was released last month. Great response from that. We just launched our one on local businesses or small businesses digitizing, and that's been right. that's been quite successful as well. Given the current you know situation we are in, it's so important for small businesses, small to medium sized businesses, to really be online and really building that online community and really focusing on taking advantage of you know digital marketing in itself. Right. Okay. So uh, you'll get me a link for both of those publications or or places. Okay. Very good. That's great. What have we missed? Have we missed anything? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. You know, it's been super great, you know, learning more about the MedTech community as well and really, really pushing and, you know, the importance of marketing automation. That's uh, in 2021, you will see how important marketing automation becomes. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Again, I, I, I encourage people that have been listening to this to take a hard look at it and think about how they can implement these things at their small, medium-sized med tech companies. It's really important. And Asad, thank you very much for being with us today to help walk us through this and using the Send In Blue platform as a really good example of, of a way to get into marketing automation um, economically and effectively, which is very important. Very important indeed. No, it was great being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, you're welcome. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Well, a very clear picture is starting to emerge about how marketing automation and other demand generation strategies and tactics can help the sales team work more effectively and move leads further into the funnel so the sales team's time is used more wisely. It's becoming even more clear. And since I interviewed Assad and prior to editing this episode, I've started playing around with the Send in Blue marketing automation platform myself, and I can see how it could benefit a couple projects I'm working on. So I will give you more information about that in the future. In the meantime, if you do know somebody that has successfully implemented marketing automation, let me know. I would like to talk to them. And be sure to check the show notes. There are links to several very helpful resources that Assad provided to me, a couple ebooks and guides on digitalizing small businesses and using marketing automation, including links to Assad's profile and to the Send in Blue website. Oh, and very important is the uh, link to the Black Friday sale. So make sure you take a look at the show notes if you're at all interested in that. So thank you very much for spending time with us this week. There's more to come, more to come on demand generation. 
two, three, possibly four more episodes. I just keep uncovering more stuff that is really interesting and can be beneficial. So if you like these episodes, please recommend them, rate them, and subscribe. Now go win your week. Your week.